Welcome to the Pro-Life Team Podcast. I'm Jacob Barr, I'm here with Melissa, and we're gonna talk about Lamb of God and how, how helping birth moms and adoptive families is just such a, a healing experience for everyone involved. Yes, it is. <laughs> yourself as if you're talking to a small group of executive directors of pregnancy clinics? Yeah, okay. So I am the director of, <laughs> now I can't even say it. <laughs> well, director of marketing, right? Yes, I'm the director of um, marketing and ministry development. Okay. And um, gosh, that allows me the opportunity to come out to a conference like this and share our ministry with other individuals, other pregnancy resource centers. Uh, we provide a wonderful safe haven for women in crisis pregnancy. And that allows them the opportunity to stop, make a really good decision for themselves and that baby. Okay. Have the nutrition that they need or uh, as they are providing for the child. And uh, it's just an amazing opportunity to make sure that they're, they are, they're safe and life is sustained. And which part, you're in, out of California, I believe. We but which are, part of California are you out of? We are out of San Diego. It's okay. just north of uh, the area that we're at is okay. in Escondido. That's right, know. okay. and. But you service people outside of California. Yes. How does that work? Like, how does someone in a different state actually connect with Lamb of God? Like, how would that work? Well, we have a crisis line, and we have that available 24 hours. We have our website. There's an intake form there, and it's as if they have called. We immediately respond to that, and uh, we help them to understand what the home does provide and that there is a wonderful opportunity. It's a matter of understanding that there are other choices in sustaining life and that other choice is also open adoption. Okay. Yes. So are most of the so the, the birth moms and the adoptive families, are they do they come from various places? They do. Okay. They do come from various places. Uh, we have flown uh, birth moms, the residents, out from Virginia, from Utah, from Oregon. Again, it's a safe place. So there are, in crisis pregnancy, there are addictions or there's abuse, and this allows them an opportunity to, to remove themselves from that and really take care of themselves. We help take care of them and go through that healing process and that growth where they're able to have a better life. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a copy of your your newsletter and you mentioned mm -hmm. that there's lots there's all these different families in yes. here. So the it's the beautiful. top family in here is the Zeefs. Yes. Can you share the, the story that goes with the, the Zeef family? Uh, the Zeef family, they're, they're a wonderful, wonderful couple, uh, family at this point. So they, like many families that we, we end up with, or couples, um, are unable to conceive, and at which point they place themselves on the waiting list. And wonderfully enough, while they were on that waiting list, she was. She did end up with a, a child, but that didn't. That didn't stop them from adopting. Adopting. 
and uh, they have their wonderful Sophia. It's beautiful. They come out to the house on several different occasions that we have. And to see Sophia come into the house, and we have a tree, it's a little remembrance wall of all the little babies that we have. And she'll come up and she'll go, oh, there I am. And then she'll go upstairs to oh, the like room. Oh, like pictures on yes. the tree? Oh, yes. so it's like a big like uh, collage of exactly. pictures. Exactly. So oh, we have a tree cool. similar to what we have so like displayed pictures, here. like a leaf. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're, they're hanging oh, off from from this leaf, from the tree. And Sophia will come up to it and, and uh, show where she's at. And then she'll share where her birth mom oh, so had cool. stayed. And she, they have a beautiful, wonderful relationship. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, an extended family. <laughs> yes, it is. It really is. And they're just an amazing family. I do get to see Sophia and her family uh, quite often because they are parishioners at my parish as well in my church and uh, so it's lovely good to That's see so cool. them the picture one of the pictures that we have in our newsletter it was cute it was mother's day and i saw them and i asked you can i take a picture and she goes you know i was just wondering how i was going to get someone to take our picture for mother's day oh, it? <laughs> so it, yes it worked out well <laughs> for her well, and and for us and it's a lovely picture of uh, the four of them so so how many, it sounds like you might have a lot of leaves on this tree. We do, <laughs> we have several leaves on the tree. Oh, that's so cool. Yes, and it is. So at my, at my church, just another story, but mm -hmm. at my church, um, about two years ago, we had a, like a group art project. And mm -hmm. one of the, one of the young, younger people in our, our, our church, he, he painted this beautiful picture of a tree and the mountains. Yes. And, then, and then the group art project was everyone had like a leaf and we all, we, everyone got to design or decorate their own leaf. Mm -hmm. And so now we have a, a tree of leaves, and each leaf represents one person in our church. Which, so Very it's, nice. How, and, then, and just thinking like that's a beautiful, you know, essentially you're making a community by exactly. having all these exactly. leaves on this tree, representing mm -hmm. that they're all connected yes. through through adoption. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's beautiful. Through adoption. And through your group. And uh, <laughs> without knowing what was that, we have the Ambiels, uh, who are also just happen to be parishioners of my parish as well, oh, uh, the church. and. Um, it's it's wonderful to see them. We had our anniversary picnic in May, and it was cute because they have a large family, and uh, the older siblings were going, "Where is Michael? Where is Michael?" On the tree, on the same tree. And it's a it's, picture with their name, or is it just, no, just a picture? A picture. Oh, just, just a picture. Just okay. a picture. Okay. So. All of them were, were hunting through the trees going, is this him? Is him? And it was really, really cute and exciting to see all the siblings searching the tree for, for Michael. And um, the joy, the love, it just, and it, it got to be where he needed his mom to come up to show him, no, this is where you know, Michael is because after a while, all the babies start to look alike. You yeah, know? that's true. <laughs> but it was it was just really cute and very endearing to see the excitement and the joy and the love of his siblings. You know, also. So, what's your favorite part of? Oh, the lights are burning now. I guess we're okay. We get the light on. Every year. <laughs> so, what's your favorite part of of working and bringing families together? You know, adoptive, you know, children and and. Uh, adoptive moms and the birth moms what's your favorite part of that journey Gosh, that's you know, you would ask me that before and there's so many different 
parts to this okay. that I yeah, don't know that parts? I can encapsulate. So what are your, what are your what, well, what's your top 10 favorite? I mean, that'd top be easier. 10. Okay. <laughs> or top favorite. Well, it, 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 it is a matter of seeing the families come together or um, that in particular the resident is sitting and they're nervous and uh, they know this is they're not nervous about placing they're nervous about meeting the prospective adoptive parents okay because it's oh no you know am i going to are they going to like me and because it's such a interview and they know that they're going to be part of their lives and are they going, but most most importantly it's are they going to like me am i am i going to be good enough for them mm. are they going to want my child and at which point to see the adoptive couples excited about the prospect of adopting their, their child and uh, when, when that union comes together it's amazing we had twins they're uh, a year and a half now so when they were born before they were born when they're first meeting there the couple is coming to the home to meet the birth mom and they were so giddy and so joyful and it was just so beautiful i had tears coming it's like oh look and their excitement and the resident being in the house going oh i don't know what if they you know yeah i think they'll like me but i don't know i really like them i think they'd be perfect but they might not like me <laughs> and then five hours later um they loved each other and they love each other still and 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 it's what we see pictures of uh, them all going out to SeaWorld and you know, with grandma and it's just this wonderful extended family. <laughs> um, it, it's just beautiful. That's I mean, awesome. that, that's, that, <laughs> that one was my first uh, encounter and it was just beautiful to see the two of them together. Yeah, to see the anxiety melt away and oh, be replaced certainly. with yes, uh, a yes, bond, I yes. guess. Yes, oh, most <laughs> certainly. And the adoptive uh, family, they placed a video which we have on our website, The Baker Story, uh, sharing their their love, their joy, and their journey, and the giddiness that they show in this in, in their little documentary. <laughs> it's it's the same giddiness and, and love and joy that I was able to experience. So, myself. so where have you seen God's fingerprints in in your in this effort, the work, and the families? Yeah, like, everywhere. What's, okay, everywhere. Um, <laughs> we have um, there are those. Like the adoptive um, family and the birth mom, that it was okay. I know I need to do this for myself. There were circumstances in her life that it knew it was just this was going to be the best decision and choice. And then there was another that, um, God bless her. I mean, she just was uncomfortable with her family situation, didn't have the support, and came to us and um, hiding. And just being able to be there for her in um, when she lacked that family, that support, I, my heart went out to her as anyone would, uh, knowing that she was alone. But she was that strong. She was that strong to know that she wanted to maintain life and she wanted a better life for her child. It's something that she was unable at the time to provide. And. Um, Again, definitely God's hand in in all of this. I mean, it's it's all life giving and it's all supportive and helpful of each of the individuals. Mom being able to uh, go forward in her life and not that in love. I mean, it was a big sacrifice on her part, 
but in love this is what she's able to do and willing to do and wanting to do to provide for her child. Um, we have that. We have individuals that I have uh, met out on the street and had to go pick up uh, social workers calling me at, you know, from the hospital. An individual being pregnant needing a place to stay and even if they don't stay to for the long term knowing that at that point we've helped them taking them out to the doctors seeing how the baby has gained weight you know where they didn't have the nourishment so mm. being able to provide that for the pregnant mom and her baby it it's just amazing it, oh, that's it, good. It, yes it is amazing so if there's someone listening that's thinking my husband and I or my wife and I are thinking about adopting, mm -hmm. what would be something that they should consider doing if they, you know, would, they, would it be good to visit your website and look at some information? Would it be good to call or maybe if they want to be put onto like a list of, of families that are looking or starting to look? Mm -hmm. Like what would be the next step for a family looking to adopt? Into adoption, so it would be, again, we facilitate a, a home. Mm -hmm. um, and we care for the birth mom. We don't take care of the adoption process. Oh, okay. So that's where um, we work with Adoption Center San Diego. Okay. And it would be contacting an entity like them. Then they would be able to provide them all the information in regards to uh, what are the steps that you know, they would need to take. So if there's mm -hmm. a pregnancy clinic and they have a, a, a birth mom who needs to be at a maternity home, mm -hmm. then that might be a good connection if they don't, yes. maybe if they don't have one in their, you know, exactly. local county or where they're at, they could mm -hmm. consider, you know, the birth mom might want to go to your maternity home if you have Most room. Most certainly, yes. Do Most you ever run out of room or what's the space look like or capacity? We can facilitate six women at any given time. Okay. We have a home. It is not an institutional bunk bed to sterile. It's a, it's a wonderful home, a beautiful home. We, we make sure to provide something that helps to show how they're worthy of so much more. They're worthy of so much more than they allow themselves to receive. And so there's great dignity in it and um, luxury, if you will, because it is not a, a simple sterile room. Many of the individuals that have had um, to go into other places in their lives through foster care and shelters because of their situation. They come out to the home and they're just, wow, you know, they're, they're, they're amazed that this is what we do for them. So mm -hmm. when these women are in the in the home, mm -hmm. who, who takes care of the, you know, the, the cooking? Like, do they, do they, do they pitch in? Is there, is the cooking taken care of somehow by, like, is it taken care of by the women who are staying there or someone else, or do they sort of work together? Like, what's that? What's the dynamic well, of living together? Essentially, they, they work together. We do have a house manager okay. and a weekend manager, and, we, and they each provide the dinner. They cook okay. the dinner. But, like, a current residence that we have right now, they love cooking. Okay. And they want to cook. So, at which point it becomes a shared opportunity. Oh, that's cool. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. It, it yes, and um, it's nice too because that shared opportunity is that responsibility that they've taken the initiative to, to plan the meal. I mean that that growth. So it it really is cool. 
So how long would a birth mom stay in a maternity home? Like, what's the range of how long she might stay? So we have the, the birth mom staying while she's pregnant. And actually, as she's looking to place her child uh, from the hospital, we have her come back to the home. The child goes to the adoptive family. And she goes through her... Uh, and she recuperates at the home. And we actually ask them to stay for a year. We, we want them, we encourage them to stay as long as a year, more if they really need it. And it is a matter of making sure that we're helping them get back on their feet. We don't want to see them in another crisis situation where they're out in the street or at a mm. shelter. We want to make sure that um, they've taken the time to save some money, to understand what it means to be able to take care of oneself and education. It's a matter of uh, the job. So all the different securities that they need to move forward. And so with that, yes, like in our newsletter, we have several of our women who have done exactly that, have moved forward and successfully so um, beating addictions through the different counseling sessions that, that they have attended. Um, one was um, living in the street, dropped out of UC Davis through it all, was able to clean herself up, and she has two degrees. Now she has a sociology and psychology from UC Davis, wow. works in Sacramento, um, is a strong advocate for adoption, and uh, just extraordinary. Has a wonderful uh, relationship with her extended family, her adoptive family, her son. Yes. We have another one who, um, again, did the same thing in as much as moved herself forward and is successfully uh, going on to marketing it, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. Well, that's awesome. So it sounds like, mm -hmm. yeah, so the women come in look, you know, essentially in need of oh, help, and they get restored. It sounds like they're finding healing through... Finding healing yeah. and the constant nurturing. We have one oh, young good. lady that um, is now a dental hygienist and she's moving forward within that industry, working through orthodontia. And um, I mean, it, she, when she told me that she, she took the tools that she received from her mentor in financial literacy, was, had already paid off her car at, at 30. I mean, you know, and already paid That's off her good. car. <laughs> already paid off her car. She's moving forward. Uh, it's just really, okay, wow. And she says, no, you know, I took the, every, the information that I received to heart, and this is what I've been able to do. I wouldn't have been able to, to move forward and do as much as I have done without that support and the continued support that she receives through us. Wow, the mission that Lamb of God is doing is just so beautiful. Like you're essentially helping up to six women at a time find yes. find their footing, find help, um, connecting them with a new family if they want to have an open adoption. It just sounds exactly. so rich. <laughs> it really is and um, every opportunity that I that I end up getting, um, again, I take care of social media as well, and I have them share their pictures with me, and it's just wonderful to, when they do that, then they tell me the stories and the last meeting and um, where their child is, you know, how, how they're doing at this time. It's, it's beautiful to, to, to just sit and listen to it all. We have one young mom who, um, I mean, it's just, it's it's just wonderful how um, 
they're engaged now. They they moved forward in their in, in the healing process. Yeah. Oh, that is so wonderful. Um, well, Melissa, I am so glad you're on this <laughs> podcast, and I hope that people that are listening will will consider. You know, if they need a place, if they need a maternity home bed, and they you know. Yes, reach out to Lamb of God because it sounds like that's your your mission. That is our mission. mission. Is really to take care of the women, take care of the women of that healing process in their crisis. They can't think straight, and that's where, unfortunately, they're prone to. Okay, I have no other options. I need to abort this child. I don't know what I'm going Mm. to do, Uh, and that seems to be the easiest solution in that crisis that they're they're facing. But when they they have a place to stay to think about okay what can I really do and a place to stay in in regards to again we're not a shelter but we're, we're helping them to look at what the real options are so there was this one young yeah. woman who came um, was that, who came to us through a prayer board at Planned Parenthood gave the card uh, followed through followed up with her because she, she turned around and said okay well let me think about this this other option. Mm. Um, she came to the home, not knowing what to expect, but I was sitting there going, "Okay, so you have a really nice home here." And she's looking around, and it's like, "Well, thank you." And she goes, "Okay, so how much did I give you to stay at the home?" And it's like, nothing. <laughs> and she goes, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, "But it's really nice." And I said, "Well, yeah, that that's what we want to do. We want to provide something nice to you." You were worth that. It's a, that. This is part of your dignity. You're worth mm. this. She's like, okay. She's looking at me skeptically. And then she starts, she goes, okay, so food? And I said, yes. So we, we have food that's available for you. There's something special that you need out of the ordinary. Well, that's something that you would take care of. But otherwise, you, know, you put the basics on the list. And there are certain things that... Um, is that this city state funding provides for you the WIC, and uh, so you would obtain that. Uh, dinner is, it, is something that we cook for you, and she says, Okay, so how much do I give you for food then? I said, Well, nothing. And then she sits there and she says, You let me stay here, you feed me, and you're not, I don't have to pay anything. And I said, No. Just why would anyone do that? I mean, she was just, she was like, why would anyone do that? It's and funny you ask. <laughs> exactly. that's, a, that's an open door. Yes. And so I told her, I said, well, we do this because, I said, our, our donors, our, our, our faith base sits there and they see that it's important. They understand that no one's going to make a really good decision in a crisis. No one's going to make a good decision. They need a safe place to get away from all the garbage and it's and she goes, yeah well it's nice and quiet here it, it is it, it's a nice it, this is a safe haven you take the time you have 30 days to figure out what what do you want to do but understanding what your options really are mm. it's not just parenting or terminating it is parenting or placing you can place your child up for adoption have a forever family still have that connection with your child but not have to worry about how am I going to take care of my child you you love your child you want that you want to be able to provide but you're not in the situation to provide so this 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 is the other option and um, (laughs) fast forward she did decide to um, to parent but 
way that she sustained life, and that that is the, the other part, where we had uh, a priest who his usual thing was to go out and pray in Planned Parenthood. He comes in, he sees our sign at one of the events, and he says, "Wait, I know your home. You saved a life," and that was just the beautiful part. Yeah, you know, the, the simplest form was that we saved her life. He says, "You saved two lives because you allowed her that opportunity." to make the, the decision that was best for her mm. and you, know, you, you provided that, ta- that time and that's where yes we fully support open adoption but it's life it's life in every facet so um, yes as, as beautiful as all our adoption stories are and the connection and extended families that happen um, it's also just these, these simple little unions where we we were helping a mom who's trying to decide what is best for her and in doing what's best for her we're saving both lives oh that's so good (laughs) it it, it really is and and is that where we even have um a sarah one of our other residents and she has spoken about and recently written a few articles in regards to all right, so you, you choose termination, you, you go through the abortion. Um, you don't think you can do open adoption. Well, she, early on in, the, in for her first pregnancy, did abort her child. And she will talk about and she shares how traumatic that was and she, she, that she just didn't understand she, uh, what, what that would do to her, mm. to her mental well-being. And to know later that when she became pregnant again, that, okay, wait, there's open adoption. Oh my goodness. And she explores that in places that child up for open adoption. Now her articles are about the fact that, um, yes, there is another option. And had she known that option in the beginning, she would have never chosen abortion because there was so much life in open adoption. She has a wonderful relationship. I mean, our newsletter shows how she's gone on vacation with her adopted family, with her son, and it's just, it's, it's wonderful. She, she wouldn't have been able to provide all, especially at the time of her crisis, for her, her young baby, her little boy, and to be able to see him grow up happy, healthy, be provided for. Um, it's, again, there's so many other options in God's hand in allowing them that opportunity to, to sustain life because ultimately this is what it's about.